Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four or five, I don't remember, of the Phenomenal Pipe Bomb Podcast. This is Corey G. This will not be the Montreal Screwjob Show, as Chris is not with us today. He is out promoting his new movie. So I, in turn, am going to promote a wrestling show, and we're going to have a guest, and this show is actually brought to you by Pro Wrestling Blitz out of Illinois. We've got a show coming up called Hollowcade at the St. Jose Park, the Blitz Arena, on October 22nd. Doors open at 6, the bell time is at 7. You can get your tickets at pwblitz.com. We've got three big matches already announced. We've got Grin versus Machine in a hardcore hell. Fans bring the weapons match. Winner will become the number one contender to the heavyweight championship held by current TNA superstar Aiden O'Shea. We've got a two out of three falls tag team title hardcore impact. Polly Thomasil and hardcore Craig versus the Rough Becks, Rough Crossing and Mason Beck. This is a rubber match as the Rough Becks won the titles from them at WrestleFest 7 when the Sandman hit Polly over the head with a kendo stick accidentally. Then Hardcore Impact beat the Roughbecks in the rematch when Polly held Rough Crossing's feet from outside the ring as he was suplexing Hardcore Craig back in the ring. And then Aaron Williams will be versus Eric Canyon. The first time ever these two great indie stars have ever met. This is the match I am personally looking forward to. I'm looking forward to it so much. I am joined tonight by Aaron Williams himself. How's it going, Aaron? It's going well, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, Thank you for coming. Are you, uh, what can you tell us about uh, Pro Wrestling Blitz and the Hollow Cage show? Well, to be honest with you, uh, Pro Wrestling Blitz is uh, kind of a new thing to me. Uh, this will be only my uh, second uh, real appearance there. Uh, well, the first one was uh, last month. Uh, I, I can't remember what the show's name was now, but uh, I wrestled a guy by the name of Alan Wasilition, and I was victorious. Uh, but from what I could gather about uh, Pro Wrestling Blitz from my first uh, experience there is they are a company to be reckoned with on the uh, independent circuit because they uh, have great production value, they have phen phenomenal talent, uh, and, and it seems like they have a goal in mind. And uh, I've always been taught that if you want some to go somewhere and you want to be somewhere, you set goals. And I feel like Pro Wrestling Blitz is one of those places that has set themselves high goals. And one of those high goals is to be one of the best professional wrestling companies in the world. And that's one of the reasons why they have brought me into the fold. So uh, Pro Wrestling Blitz is something you want to probably get on board and jump on the bandwagon with before it takes off and then you're going to be wondering where is this where have I been has pro wrestling blitz been all my life so that's my my take on it you can watch a lot of their uh, clips teasers and some of the matches on YouTube of course just look up their channel they even had uh, fans are not going to be shocked when I say this they had a uh, a lady there that I'm 
very strangely attracted to by uh, the name of Vicky Guerrero. She was at one of their uh, <laughs> their big uh, Wrestle Cage show there not that long ago. Yes, I said it. I'm strangely attracted to her for some reason. Um, you, also, you love what you love. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm also attracted to uh, uh, Havoc, but you know that's another thing. But um, hey, man. <laughs> Jessica Havoc, that is, you know, she's... Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I got where you're going with it. She's kind of a medium Nia Jax for you guys that don't know, so... <clears throat> I think she would eat Nia Jax alive, if you ask me, but hey, what do I... You know, my opinion in the case of Nia Jax is, um, I watched Asuka beat her ass, I watched Bailey beat her ass, so watching her beat Choppers doesn't really make her impressive to me. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good take. <laughs> now, you also have worked for Rockstar Pro Wrestling, correct? Uh, yeah, I uh Home I of the Rockstar Flaming Pro Nunchucks. Home of the Flaming Nunchucks. I innovated that, just so you know. I mean, be, be, be sure to let everybody know that, because I'm very proud that I apparently am the only person to ever set a set of nunchucks on fire and, uh, you know, uh, batter somebody with them. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. But, yeah. Uh, Rockstar Pro out of uh, Dayton, Ohio. They have their own network, uh, Rockstar Pro Wrestling Network.com or Rockstar Pro Network.com. Um, you can get on there. You can uh, get a subscription to that. They also have a YouTube show. <coughs> they have a uh, local TV. And uh, from what uh, was revealed at the last iPay per view, uh, which was, what was it called? I can't remember right now, but at the last Hyperbate review, it was uh, announced that uh, we will be getting uh, a national television deal with uh, new wrestle or new uh, TV, which will be a new uh, uh, channel that will be uh, available soon, uh, uh, which is a pretty exciting thing. I've been a rock star for about the since inception, so about five years. Um, it's a it's a pretty fantastic company as well. Um, so yeah, that's very cool. We need to see more wrestling on TV. I mean, if you, uh, I mean, like where I am here, of course, if we take away the network, I get well. There's Ring of Honor, TNA. Yep, I'm done. Yeah! Wow! Wow! That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. There isn't. You, you don't get Lucha. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, we get Lucha. That's actually my son and I's favorite show, but the thing is, I always look at Lucha, and this is me personally, I'm, that's my favorite company, but I look at it as more of a, like a television show, if that makes sense, just because of the way it's presented with the storylines and the vignettes. It, to me, it's like a television show that has wrestling. Well, I mean, I think that's what they're going for, so, uh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh, my son's a huge Pentagon Junior Mark. Um, the flaming yeah. nunchucks would be definitely. You should have a flaming nunchuck match with Pentagon. I could, I could definitely see something like that happening. I'd be all about that, all about it. Although I hear, I hear masks are very flammable. So I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how he'd feel about it. <laughs> well, you know, all their guys there do use nunchucks in the backstage vignettes when they're doing martial arts on one another. Well, well, well touche. <laughs> Sadly, though, they seem to forget the martial arts skills when the bell rings. But you know, that's hey. yeah, that's that's a problem. But hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> well, let me ask you: as an indie wrestler, everybody says this yeah. is the this is the rise of the indies. What with Owens and Zayn and Rollins and all these guys, 
is that uh, is that kind of the feel that every all the indie guys have is now WWE? They they are going to finally start to take notice of us. Um, I, I you know, I, I, you're the first person to actually ask me that, and uh, I think now that I sit here and think about it, I think it's, I think it is kind of going in that direction uh, to some extent. Uh, because, you know, they, they, uh, obviously like if you go back into the nineties and stuff like that, they were a lot more adapted to just using, you know, uh, veterans and so on and so forth, guys who had traveled the world or this, that, or whatever. And, uh, and all that. But then when they hit like the two thousands and everything like that, they started trying to create wrestlers, uh, which sometimes <coughs> most of the time didn't. And then I guess uh, maybe it was uh, Hunter or, or, you know, uh, maybe somebody got a wild hair up their butt and they were like, wait a minute, there's people all around the world doing this and they've done it for years. So why aren't we just using them? <laughs> and, and it seems like they've finally taken that uh, mentality. So, yeah, I do, I do think it is to some extent starting to be that way. Um because they have opened the door with the performance center to a lot of uh, guys who normally wouldn't get uh, an opportunity to shine like uh, they're getting. Like uh, one guy that comes to mind, uh, uh, for me at least, uh, like can you imagine, I don't know, ten, like five years ago, them signing Rich Swan to a WWE contract and letting him uh, basically just be Rich Swan and do everything that Rich Swan does on their on their on their TV. Like, I, I'm, I I'm still in shock that they signed Kevin Owens. Yeah, like, uh, that's, that's <laughs> a big one, because, you know, he, he doesn't look like your typical uh, professional wrestler, but he's good at what he does. So I think it's uh, it would almost be uh, ignorant to say that they're not taking notice, finally, of some of these diamonds in the rough, if you will, uh, of, of professional wrestling. So, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Another question I've got is, do you think there's any truth to the rumor that Sami Zayn is El Generico? Mm, Kevin Owens says they're very different. I don't know, man. I mean, El Generico always has his mask on, and I've never seen Sami Zayn wear a mask. That's been my argument. Plus, El Generico is much more charismatic than Sami Zayn. (laughs) I know, right? So I, I don't, I don't think there's any truth to that at all. I'd say El Generico just hung it up, you know, just like ah. Just went the way of the Lucha, took off the mask, and maybe yeah. he's gonna make some movies. Yeah, yeah, probably. You we know. need more Lucha movies out there. I, I think you're right. I once saw a movie. It was a, it's a little, it's a little off. It was a, it was a zombie movie, and zombies broke out into a Lucha spot. It was uh, it was pretty entertaining. Was this one of the El Santo zombie movies? No, it wasn't, which is why oh. it was even more uh, unique. It was actually a Japanese movie, and they, they were Japanese zombies, and they broke off into a, a, a lucha spot. It was uh, it's pretty wild. Have you seen <laughs> pro wrestlers versus zombies? I have not seen pro wrestlers versus zombies. Why don't we keep uh, it that way? Okay. All right. I was that was going to be my next question. What do yeah. I need to see? You don't need to. See, no one needs to see it. But uh, and you've uh, you've had a, a match with TNA. Yes. Yes. I had a had a match with uh, um, with actually the uh, current TNA champion 
before he was champion. So, what? Yeah. Um, you met Dixie then, correct? Yeah, I, I met her. I, I didn't have like any long conversations with her, but I met her a few times. Yeah, and talked to her a little bit. That's well documented um, that I think she's incredibly hot. Does she, does she look pretty hot in person, or does she look like an old lady? Honestly, for for an older lady, she is rather attractive for See, an older I, lady. I think she's hot. I, I thought, you know, as, as, as much bashing as she gets, I thought she was a great on character heel in that whole thing with EC3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she wasn't. I think. I don't think it's really her on air thing that is a bad thing, really, because, you know, you can take anything in professional wrestling and make it worth viewing, in my personal opinion. Uh, like, wrestling is about imagination, wrestling is about characters, and everything like that. If you can create a good, solid character that gets a reaction, then that's exactly what you want. Uh, I think a lot of the heat she gets is mainly just because fans being fans and, uh, uh, you know, the <coughs> inner workings of the company and so on and so forth. Internet fans will complain about everything. Uh, yes, they will. I, I say that. Yes, they... The funny thing is, is the Internet fans are my target audience, of course. Hi, Internet fans. But when you, <laughs> when you, you know, I just went to a Raw a couple months ago. Internet fans, sadly, as much as you want your voice to be heard, voice to be heard, and I've said this before, in the grand scheme of things, you're about eight percent of that market. So, you know, I I'm, I'm glad you like it and that you support us, but they're not listening to you. Yeah, I mean, hey, man, to each their own, and yeah, because of the social media world that we live in, everybody's opinion is out there, so therefore they feel like everybody's opinion matters. Uh, and, and I'm with you, man. I, I love uh, wrestling fans of all types, uh, all of them. I love you if you come, come and you put your money down just so you can uh, boo the crap out of me or, uh, you know, cheer me on forever. Even, shoot, just make fun of me. I don't care. If you're supporting what we do, I'm, I'm a fan of you. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it does seem like... Uh, they are impossible to please, you know. It's just uh, impossible to make them happy. But you know that is uh, the logic I have. And, and if anyone's listening, maybe agree with this. This is the same logic I gave my wife, who is is a wrestling fan. She went to Raw with me and my son. She had a great time. She went to NXT. She went, goes to local shows. Don't don't try to figure out what's going to happen. <coughs> don't be smart for yes. the two to three hours you're watching wrestling. Watch it like a mark. Enjoy it. Pretend it's yeah, real. And you have more fun. Absolutely. If you just have fun with the thing, it's so much easier, man. It's just like I I watch you know the current uh, WWE product and I just get lost in it, you know. I, I just I am still one of the few people like cuz a lot of my buddies that I came up in the business with, they don't understand how I do it because I will watch wrestling constantly. It's just what I do. It's like I, if I didn't have wrestling to watch, I don't even know what I would do. Like a lot of the times, I watch martial arts movies, a few shows with my wife, and I watch wrestling, and that's it. Uh, and they're like, "How do you do it, man? How do you, like with as much as you wrestle, how do you continuously watch wrestling?" Because like, well, I'm I'm still a fan of wrestling. Show starts, I get lost in it. I'm just like, yeah, just enjoying this show. Like I, I a lot of people hated No Mercy. But there were a lot of things in No Mercy that I loved as a fan. Like, but you know, hey, that's just me. 
the only complaint I had with that show was I get from a perspective why they had the title match first, especially when you have a debate going, this is your audience and everything. I don't think that cheapened it. My only thing was I think the f- somebody must have blown something or they ran out of time because <coughs> the finish seemed to be too quick. But I didn't have a problem with AJ cheating to win. He's a heel champ. But it just seemed like that yeah. it ending was almost like they, there were some spots missed, like it was rushed. But other than that, no, it was, it was a good show. I liked it. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, it, but it's, I don't know, maybe it's just easier for me as a wrestler or, you know, as somebody slightly involved in the business to just forget about the fact that, you know, it, you know, like just forget about the ins and outs of it and everything like that and just jump into it and be like, yeah, this is, this is fun. Wrestling is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be enjoyment. It's supposed to have fun with it. So why not just have fun with it? When Enzo and Cass's music hit, I mark out. I turn into a little Mark. I want to know what en- what's Enzo going to say. I'm pretty mad. Yeah. At I'm mad they're jobbing every week, but I don't care. They're <laughs> fun. I, I I look at it like a Mark. I, I, I enjoy them. Yeah, I like it. Now, I don't who, know, man. Who, uh, obviously, you know, you've been a fan your whole life. As you transitioned into being a wrestler. Who was your probably your your influence? What what wrestler? What match made you want to become a wrestler? Um, I think uh, uh, growing up as a kid, because I've watched wrestling as long as I can remember. Uh, growing up as a kid, uh, a, a big person always stuck out to me. Of course, was Hogan, uh, and then of course uh, Randy Savage when he would talk. I would just you know just be enamored by him and you know with the flashy colors and, mm-hmm. and the flying around and everything but i don't think i really decided i want to do this uh for you know the rest of my existence on this earth until i watched uh uh sean michaels uh and i think it was actually the uh i want to say it was the iron man match that i watched and i just sat there just in awe of what they were doing and like it, it's kind of odd because I, I don't remember how old i was at the time but an hour-long match and you know the attention span of a child because i was still a child at that point but somehow i was able to just sit there and watch this entire hour-long match on the edge of my seat and that was that was the match that made me want to be like okay i i want this this is this is the life i want uh so I'd have to say Shawn Michaels was probably my biggest influence as far as what made me want to be a professional wrestler. Uh, but then once I decided that, then, you know, my my vision grew, still grows to this day. Uh, uh, Rob Van Dam's a huge uh, influence. Uh, uh, William Regal's a huge influence. <coughs> Eddie Guerrero's a huge influence. Uh Bobby Eaton's a huge influence. Uh, Sting's a huge influence. There's there's tons and tons and tons and tons of influences. People often ask me. Well, people usually in podcasts they usually ask me who's your who's your favorite wrestler of all time, and I think it changes every time they ask me because it just it's a it's a continuous cycle of people that that I go through of uh, uh, of what I watch at the time of who I'm really into at the time and everything. That. So, but at the end of the day, I think I would have to say Shawn Michaels is the uh, is the the main influence out of it that I that made me want to do this. Who trained you? 
Uh, I was originally trained uh, by a guy named Tom Jamonte in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, and then I left uh, his company and ended up at uh, Heartland Wrestling Association. Oh, that's uh, with Les Thatcher, right? Yeah, I spent a little time with Les, but uh, at that time, uh, Cody Hawk, a guy named Cody Hawk, was doing a lot of the training. And uh, a, a young man by the name of John Moxley, you may know uh, him as Dean yes. Bros. Yeah. Well, I have he a was, DVD that says John Moxley, so I'm convinced they could be <laughs> But uh, he was... Uh, he was there at the period of time I was training, and and many of the times he just did uh, our training. So uh, mainly Cody Hawk did my training, and then a little bit of a, little sprinkles of uh, Les Thatcher, little sprinkles of uh, Dean Ambrose or John Moxley, however you want to say it. And uh, uh, that's pretty much who uh, who helped create uh, me, I guess. In a wrestling sense. You were in CZW, too, for Best of the Best, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did uh, Best of the Best last, uh, not this past one, but the year before. Uh, I think it was the uh, Best of the Best 14 was the one I did, um, which was a real cool experience. Uh, I, I The only bad side about it is I did it on one leg. I had torn my ACL about uh, eight months prior. And just kept ignoring it and just kept, you know, working anyway. And then uh, Best of the Best was coming up and I couldn't hardly walk most of the time. And I was like, maybe I should get my knee checked out. So I went to the doctor to get my knee checked out. And he was like, yeah, you don't have an ACL. And, you, uh, you, like, you got your meniscus, like, flipped into your joint. That's why you're in so much pain. It's like, oh, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up doing uh, – Doing the uh, the best of the best uh, show on on one leg, it's awesome. Real quick, what do you being you you've been there in best of the best actually that's their um, that's your wrestling tournament. But what do you think of like the death matches in wrestling, the hardcore wrestling and stuff like that? Are you a fan? I I can't really say that I am a huge fan of it. I mean, obviously, uh, as I said earlier, wrestling is you know it's. It's, it's wrestling and anything you can do with your imagination to make it good then that's that's what it is uh, so there's obviously a huge crowd for uh, that style uh, it's not particularly my favorite style but uh, to each their own and you know if you love it then awesome but um, but yeah it's it's wild man it is a wild style have you ever have you ever like seen a death match uh, yes. up close? No, I've never been there live. I've been told going to live is very messy. Ooh, it's 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 messy. It's sometimes scary. It's it's crazy, man. Like uh, uh, I went to uh, uh, their CZW's uh, Tournament of Death this past year. I went to it, uh, and I watched the guys do uh, their the tournament. And one of my buddies who went through it, like you could not see any skin on his body. Like there was no skin. It was just all blood everywhere. It was, it was insane. It was insanely scary, man. I, I, I worry for those guys who, who do that stuff because at any point in time, you know, you could, uh, you could land wrong on something. You could, you know, like somebody could do something wrong and then that's it. It's, you know, 
Yeah, I think it was Nick Gage who like literally died in the ring and had to get resuscitated or whatever. Yeah, they like finding him out of his show, I think, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. You're right. I just can't I just, see that being highly profitable either. I can't see you making, well, not driving for the company, but I can't see you getting paid a ton of money to do that. <sighs> I mean, I can't say because I don't do it. Like, it's not, it's not my forte. Uh, I have done, like, one, and I did not really, uh, it, it wasn't something I fell in love with. I'll just, I'll just put it that way. Uh, I'm not going to knock the guys who do it because, some, like I said, some of the guys do love it, and some of the guys can do it and be really good at it. And then some of the guys just go out there and hit each other with stuff, and it's silly. But, but that aside, uh, I don't know, man. I, I can't imagine that they would make enough money to make it worth it. But not after the hospital bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? I always wanted to but, be a manager, so. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just haven't had that I opportunity. Hey, managing's fun, you know. It's a lot of people don't realize that it's it's more than just yelling and screaming. There's a lot that goes to it. Well, if you ever come down here to one of our local companies, maybe I can be your manager. Considering if this is truly you on your Skype picture. I could literally pass for your twin brother. <laughs> that is definitely that that's no the one with the uh, the Batman shirt and the Smoothie King, right? I seriously look one? like your twin. Nice, that's awesome. Hey, we could like tag, and like you could just never get in the ring. You know, we'll just keep doing the, only the twin switch. I'm, I'm tattooed, so I'd have to paint my arm. Oh well, we don't want you to get into that. Paint's messy. I do know about that. I even have that same <laughs> shirt, which is really terrifying. As I'm looking at this, wow! At first, I'm like, <sighs> "Did I put my picture up there?" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's like a really old picture, actually. Like I, I forget. Like, like when you asked me if I had Skype, I was like, "Oh, I did," and then I like deleted it. And then when I re re-uploaded it, it just had everything there. And I was like, "Oh man, that is an old picture." But you know, I was just like, "Yeah, it's probably fine." What advice? I'm looking for a picture so I can actually tweet it to. What um, <laughs> what advice <laughs> do you have out there for people who um, want to be a wrestler, aspiring to be a pro wrestler? Oh man, uh, so so very much. Um, okay, well, first first out of the gate, uh, I know it's very cliche to say, um, but uh, it's got to be said. Uh, have a backup plan is the first thing you need to do. So if you're going to get an education, if you want to get an education or something, then get that. Uh, uh, secondly, take it seriously. As in, don't just go to Joe Blow who says, yeah, I, I'm a wrestler and I know how to train you how to be a wrestler and I'm just going to show you how to do it. Take a few bumps and give me some money. That's it. Because learning how to be a wrestler is a lot more than that. Uh, you want somebody who knows what they're doing who's been somewhere, who uh, takes it as seriously as they can, uh, because you don't want you don't just want somebody to take your money and then send you off uh, on, your, uh, on your own. Um, so get a good trainer, get a reputable trainer, and take it seriously, because the wrestling business is very cutthroat. It's very, uh, it's very, uh, you got to work real hard to get somewhere, and if you don't have the right connections uh, and stuff like that, it can be very difficult to do so. Um, but getting a good trainer, getting a reputable trainer, can put you in the right direct 
for that. So right out of the gate, those are probably that's probably the best advice I can give somebody. Secondary, uh, once you decide you're going to do it, understand that there at this point in time in professional wrestling, there's a lot of places you can be. There's a lot of things you can do. So you're, you don't have to just make it in one company per se, especially for an indie guy. Like I was under this uh, stigma for a while to where I had this envision that I had to make it to company A to get anywhere. And that's just, that's just not true. You don't have to get to company A. Basically what you have to do, at least I've learned, is you have to find a, a reputable company that will get behind you. And I feel like I've definitely got that with a few companies like uh, Pro Wrestling Blitz that we mentioned earlier and Rockstar Pro, which we mentioned as well, that are behind me as a as a performer. Uh, wow, I'm totally going off on a tangent. You gotta you gotta like cut me off on that stuff. So uh, initially, <laughs> get a good get a good trainer, get a good education, and that's okay. We're just gonna we're just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> now, what uh, I won't keep you here, but uh, I just wondered what. Uh, if you want to plug all your upcoming appearances and everything, now is uh, please feel free to do it. <clears throat> all right. Um, let's see. Uh, I I got uh, I got a lot of stuff. I try to stay as busy as I possibly can. Uh, I'm not sure when this is air airing. This is today uh, about is two like days. What? It's gonna about be two Saturday. days. Yeah, I don't. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> all right. Good man. Well, uh, when you hear this, I will have already wrestled at a place called uh, Pro Wrestling Freedom, where I will probably have stole the show in uh, Indiana or in uh, somewhere in (laughs) Shelbyville, maybe. Uh, It's called Pro Wrestling Freedom. I'll be wrestling a guy from uh, Full Impact Pro Wrestling uh, named uh, AJ Gray. Uh, The night you're listening to this, I will be in... uh, um, Toledo, Ohio, uh, wrestling for North Ohio Wrestling. Uh, me and my faction, Ohio is for Killers, will be uh, participating in eight-man tag team action. Every Wednesday night, I have Rockstar Pro Wrestling in Dayton, Ohio. Um, let's see, I'll be making an appearance at Pro Wrestling Revolver in the uh, near future. Uh, of course, Pro Wrestling Blitz is um, uh, next weekend, right? October yes. 22nd, yes, where I'll be wrestling Eric Cannon, which uh, I'm very excited about. Uh, we have first time him and I have ever met, and uh, I'm expecting to steal the show on that one as well. Uh, it's kind of like a thing I like to do. I like to show up and steal shows. Um, let's see. I do that what in else? the podcast world. Do you? That's yes. awesome. See, that we, that we do make sense. We do make sense together. You do, do need to be my manager and just... It just needs to happen. Well, I sent you a picture on Twitter, so see when you see it, you'll, I'll just need a Bobby Heenan jacket. We're set. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I, I love the sound of it already. Uh, let's see. Actually, next Friday as well, uh, me and my, uh, uh, my old tag team partner, who has been out of the business for a while, will be wrestling at Rockstar Pro Wrestling. We'll be going against uh, uh, the Kingdom from Ring of Honor. Uh, which will be a good, fun experience, It'll be good times. It'll be available on the Rockstar Pro Network. Um, let's see. I'm sure I'm forgetting about stuff, but that seems to be what I have. Of course, you can find me on Facebook at Aaron Williams. You can get on there and see my handsome face wearing a Bruce Lee T-shirt standing on top of a turnbuckle. 
Um, I am at uh, on Twitter. I am at uh, Planet Willems. I forgot the second I, and I didn't feel like going and changing it, so it is W-I-L-L-A-M-S. So you can make fun of me if you like. I'm probably not going to care. And then uh, I'm on Instagram at Planet Williams. I got that one right. And I'm I'm pretty more privy to Instagram. I'm trying to get better at Twitter. So if you have any suggestions or advice to get me better at Twitter, tweet me, and I will uh, I will take your advice and suggestion. Twitter and, uh, is the indicates. best best form of advertising known to man is Twitter. Which is why I need to get better at it. It's, it really really is. It it took me um, a while. Yeah, well, I'm hoping to. Like, I was doing a thing for a while where I was just, uh, well, I need to get back on it. I was doing it for about three weeks or something where I was just posting random matches I wanted to have. Um, So uh, I'm going to get back on that, maybe. Like The the thing I think uh, that I'm better at at Instagram for is you can do more, like, hashtags, and then people look up hashtags, and then that makes them, you know, get drawn to you. So... I'm, I think I'm better at Instagram, but uh, I don't think you can use as many characters on Twitter. Well, you obviously can't use as many characters on Twitter, and that always kicks my butt. So, uh, as you can see, I I will talk, and I will have a lot to say, and then nobody shuts me up, and then I just talk for like 15 minutes. Now, do you have any merchandise? Uh, I do. Thank you. Thank you for that reminder. I have a Pro Wrestling Tees account. Uh, just go on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, type in Aaron Williams. There's a couple shirts on there. Um, one is a scary skull. The other one is a Bruce Lee like uh, Jeet Kundo type homage shirt. And then I do believe I will have a Street Fighter concept shirt uh, coming nice. in the very near future. Uh, so yeah, please go and uh, pick up some of those. And then of course I usually have merch with me wherever I'm at. Uh, so whatever show you see me. Uh, you can find uh, .com merch table and that uh, get some stuff there too. Uh, so yeah, there's there's plenty of uh, opportunities to help support the, the baddest man alive and he would greatly appreciate it as I speak in the third person. Well, I want to thank you very much for joining us. I hope to have you back on again, uh, if even if not on this show, definitely on the movie show. Oh yeah, I'd love to, man. And we are... We'll let uh, we'll let Aaron go get to his training. This was a shorter show. Like I said we'll be back next week to discuss the Montreal screw job, the you know the thing that I still believe is an angle, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you once again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I had a great time. And we'll see you guys next week. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.